Hello and welcome to I'm on my period piece. I'm Lindsay. I'm Molly. And this week we watched A Room with a View from 1985, starring truly a pantheon of our stars. All the heavy hitters. Were All there. the heavy hitters. And then a couple people that looked familiar, but actually I don't know them from anything. Okay, I might be able to fill some of those gaps. Okay, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, but before we start talking about that, as is our custom, mm-hmm. bitch, let's sync up. Oh my god, well, got a short one for you this week, because <laughs> I've been up to nothing. Nothing. Uh, pretty, pretty kind of nothing. Yeah, but good, you know, good nothing. Good relaxing. Yes, you know, Sopranos, mm-hmm, things mm-hmm. of this nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Craig and I, um, Friday and Saturday night, watched two surprisingly good kids Halloween movies to bring in the season. Of course. Um, Friday night was Monster House from 2006. I don't know that I saw that. Um, There's not a lot of notable voice actors in it. Okay. Um, But it was good. Dan Harmon wrote it. Oh, oh, is it touching then? Yeah. Yeah. And good. Yeah. And funny. Surprisingly funny. Okay. Um, And then we watched Paranorman. It was our second time seeing it. And that Um, one's cute. That one's also cute. John Bryan does the music. Oh. Um, I think I had more fun with Monster House. Really? Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's what I would tell you. Um, Is it like, would Tig find it fun? Uh, Or is she a little too young? I think... I think she'd like both of them. Okay. They both can get a little scary at moments. I would say Monster House is slightly less scary, maybe okay. a little more kid-friendly. Okay. Yeah. She's, like, very into Halloween. I love this about her. Yeah. We, always has We been. have always bonded on this note. Yeah. I love it. Um, well, let me, you know, I'll chat with her at some point, see if she wants to do, like, a Halloween craft. Yeah. I think that would be um, great. I thought you were going to ask if she wanted to do, like, a duo, duo <laughs> costume. Oh my god. I would it would be my honor and my joy, but I don't think that's gonna happen unless I quickly learn the characters on Bluey, you know? It's um, not that many. It's just the four in the in the intro, mom, dad, bingo, bluey. You okay. got it. I'm gonna drop these details around her and be like, I would love to do a bluey group costume. Do you know anyone who would wanna do this with me? Do you have any friends at school who would want to do this? Oh god. Um no, she already has her costume picked out, doesn't she? She has her costume, period. What's she going to be? A mermaid. That's right. Very cute. You, sh- you know what you should do? What? In late September, they do a mermaid parade in San Marcos. Oh, cute. Yeah, because it's where the, the national San, San Mermaid, whatever, uh, colony lives. What is a sand mermaid? Sorry, I meant to say mermaid, but I was also saying San Marcos. Okay, I was like, I thought we were saying a sand mermaid. No, and I was like, is that no. like a, is it's that like, like some kind of creature? No, it's like this thing that's like a, it's like an organization that's like national, but only in San Marcos. Okay. So it's like the National Mermaid Society is in San Marcos. And, and these are just people that like mermaids? <laughs> it's not actual mermaids, to my knowledge. Okay. Did you, can you no, imagine if this is how you learned that there were, that there like were actually real amphibious mermaids. women <laughs> living in San Marcos? I didn't believe the cryptid was real. I just was wondering if there oh. were like, if it was like furries, but for mermaids. You know what I, I mean? You know what? I bet they're real and I bet they're as terrifying as biblical angels. True. I bet like, because <laughs> the way Hans Christian Andersen, mm-hmm. no, he's not mm-hmm. the one. He's mm-hmm. the one. I don't know if it was him or his ilk, but the way they describe... A mermaid? Mermaids. Do you remember that fake mermaid that was, like, in... I think we saw it in Hawaii, maybe. It was a fake mermaid movie? No, it it was, like, um, in a museum. Like, they were like, here is proof that mermaids are real. (laughs) Settled. And, you know, actually, or maybe it was when 
remember when we went to Greenwich for like randomly half a day with the Shooks? Greenwich in, in London. London. Yes. yes. Um, I think it may have been there was like a whaling museum or something there. And you, they had like a fake a mermaid, a fake mermaid, like a mermaid husk. That it was they like found. it was like the tail of a fish, like a dried fish, <clears throat> and then this weird like tiny humanoid looking torso, mm-hmm. also like a fossil. You know, I don't. Um, cared enough to ever defend this in polite society, but I was talking about this with Craig and, like, with all cryptids, I'm sort of of the thought that, like, I don't know if enough people saw them. Yeah, like, they're kind of exactly. real. Yeah. Like, so I'm like, mermaids, they're such a part of our psyche, like, clearly. Yeah. They're real. Were they, a th- like, did people talk about them before Hans Christian Andersen? I don't know. There's always, I feel like there have been, like, stories of, like... Mer people. Mer people. Mm. But we should look into this. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Loch Ness Monster is real. I 100% think the yeah. Loch Ness Monster is real. That one, it's like, there were photographs, and that was kind of hard to touch photographs up that right. way at the time. Right. Um, Bigfoot, I don't know what he is, but he's out there. Yeah. Chupacabra, terrifyingly, I hate to tell you, probably real. Yeah. Yeah, for a while there, you know, I don't know if your TikTok does this, but like mine, I guess, is like, you little freak. You are watching, you are watching this. You nasty, nasty nerd. At 10, like 55. And so they'll start serving well, me like. The fact that it always serves you that couple. Okay. <laughs> I think it's because I've interacted. There's like this really kooky little couple that gets on TikTok Live every single night. And for some reason, like, lately at night, it'll be, like, um, actual video, actual video, ad, live. And actual video, ad, like, over and oh, over yeah. again. yeah. Yeah, at night, it's, like, we're going to save the content for when you're more lucid. I guess. You and there are lives. so many lives at that time of night. Yeah. And I'm, like, doll, Freaks I don't know how to night, tell dude. you. I would like to just be exempt from lives. Like, I don't I find them. Could, I bet you could do that as, as a, a setting. Because I just don't. I've like anytime there's like an Instagram live, I'm never like, oh, let me click into that real no, quick. I want to know what kind of freaks are like, oh, yes, live. I, I don't know. Yeah. There's like, I mean, TikTok, what a, what a true way to find your niche and your people. God bless. I, I know. think, you know, it truly is a dark mirror. Yeah. But, uh, anyways, at night, um, there's various types of horror content that I'll get. That's like more just I want spooky. More of that, it's more like know? spooky things. Yeah. Like last night I sent you, there was one that was like um, this, it was like a video, it was a three minute one of this girl driving through a cemetery with mm-hmm. this app, Necro something. It was like Necrovox. <laughs> yes. And it was like supposed to be like the ghost's voices mm-hmm. or something. And I was like, ooh. They all kind of just sound like. Yeah, uncle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or like, um, I'll get videos of like people with those like divining rods or whatever, where they're like, "Have you not seen this?" It's like it's like a little brass rod, kind of shaped like an L, Uh and they'll hold the short end, and then like kind of loosely, and then like the rods will kind of like you you like lay ground rules with whatever ghost it is you're speaking with, Mm -hmm. and say like that's like an old Victorian. It's very old timey. Yeah, Yeah, it'll be like uh, make them cross if for yes, or make them go apart for no, or whatever. And I've seen, like, a couple videos of people doing that with, like, people, like, ghosts in their house or whatever. Or, like, they'll have, like, videos of, um, like, TikToks of, like, photographers that are, like, I was taking couples or pictures of this couple and, like, look, here's what I found in the background or whatever. Well, you remember when we went to New Orleans? I have a couple of weird ghosty photos. Okay, from that. I would like to see those. I you were it was the first time I went with you. Yeah, I had, yeah, that woman. It's been a long blue. time. 
Wait, a woman in blue. We were at that really like the oldest bar. Yes, at Lafitte's. Yeah, and there's I had to like, pee there, and I think I made you go to the bathroom with yeah, me. Yeah, there's a really weird like woman in the photo. Oh my god! I'd yeah, like to see it. Um, that was from 2016. 14. Oh, the first time we went. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. We um, went again for. Um, Brooke's birthday in 2016. We've been a lot. We have. Yeah. We've been to New Orleans a fair bit of time. Um, while I search for this, what have you been up to? Well, I kind of jumped into it already. Uh, just honestly laying around consuming content. Oh, hell yeah. Dude. I'm done consuming and I'm ready, <laughs> I'm ready to make. <laughs> um, yeah, we, um, you know, Friday nights are like catch up on our TV shows nights and it is just, we're eating good this fall, dolls. God, I'm almost overwhelmed. Succession season three starts on October 16th. I'm so excited. Uh, and then Saturday we went to Georgetown, um, so that the girls could swim and Parker and I could go to dinner. And, um, you came up on Saturday night. You didn't mention this. Oh, I guess yeah. it wasn't notable to you. Well, you know, I watched another movie that night. Yeah. <laughs> Molly and Tag home. came and joined us and, uh, we played Monopoly Go or Monopoly Deal. What's the game? Um, I think it's, I think it's Deal. Deal. Right? What a goofy game. Man, that game is fun, but it really bring out the devil in everyone in our family. Truly myself included. Pettiness. I just, Petty. well, and like, and it turned dad into like a little, I don't know, friggin. Slumlord? <laughs> no, he turned into a slumlord. That was his slumlord origin story, but like, he started it off like friggin Eugene Debs out there. Like, he was like, you're not being fair. You're hoarding the wealth. <laughs> That's the point, beloved, and I'm good at this game. Yeah. And it's... he was like, the way he was trying to negotiate with me, I was like, have you ever won an argument? <laughs> Yeah, because you were like, and I don't pay rent if I give you this property? And he's like, no, not for this round. And it's like, okay, then I'm not That's giving stupid. it to you. Yeah. Oh, mercy. Like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to charge you rent. If you, you know, step a toe out of line, I'm going to charge you rent. It's okay. like, look at my fat stack of cash. I don't think about you at all. <laughs> Until the tables turn, and then you're like, somebody please, a crumb of property. <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> which to lay my weary head. I started to sell my tea. <laughs> I dreamed a dream. <laughs> it gets very sad very quick. Um, you just see me like in the corner, but the tigers come at night. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. So after we played our little goofy games, we all y'all left. We went upstairs and went to bed, and I like laid in bed. We watched a little bit of Lula Rich some more. Yeah, I need to Incredible. watch more of that. And um, I was just scrolling through my TikToks, you know, as I usually do. Finally went to bed at like eleven thirty, and. And then Marigold starts, like, talking, we hear her on the monitor, and kind of fussing intermittently starting at 1 a.m. So I just, like, don't sleep super well. And then, like, at 4, she actually just starts, like, getting mad, like, fussing. Mm-hmm. So I went down. She would like, peed super through her jammies. And so I had to, like, change her in the middle of the night. And she's like, I get up. And I was like, I don't think so. Uh, we're going back to sleep. So I was like, but I'll cuddle you. I'll hold you. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I watch TB. <laughs> We watched Bluey on the TV, and I was like, okay. So I turned on Bluey because I'm an idiot. I was like, maybe this will keep her still for a few minutes so I can, like, nap. We were clean out of bed at 5 a.m., just running full circles. And I was like, girl, this is not the vibe. Uh Uh-uh. I wanted to sleep in a little bit. I actually came in here to get away from you. Get away from you. (laughs) And then, but I I realized at that point that Tig's room was open, too, because she had left her bed about a party at 2 30 and gone to nana's room so i was like 
my god, these kids. So yesterday was like all about catching up on sleep. Like yeah, Marigold and I each took a three hour nap. Um, everybody in the whole family overslept this morning until seven a.m. Hell like, yeah, dude! Whole family. Sometimes it's just got to be that. Parker, way. like he was like, oh my god, Lindsay, it's seven. We leave with Tig for school at seven fifteen. So it was like, okay, let's get some clothes on. Yeah. Let's hustle. So, anyways, a pretty hectic start to the Man. week. Man, but uh, that our catch ups have gotten real. You know, I literally real thirty something energy. I, oh God. <laughs> I know. But I love my 30s. I, what a gift. Mm -hmm. What a gift to exit that part of my life. (laughs) Sometimes I think about it and I can hardly believe it. (laughs) You know what I mean? I never have to be 22 ever again. Yeah. Not for a minute in my life. I... (laughs) I just feel like Jesus rescued me. Like I don't recognize that girl anymore. Yeah. I don't know the girl who um, used to, you know, send FaceTimes from barfing at the toilet. You oh know? my god! Or stay out late. Or yeah, not not the vibe. You know what I love lately is I kind of feel like there's this unspoken rule among every single person that I know that it's like it's nine thirty, so I better get going. <laughs> I, in the very, very, very few outings I have made this year, have noticed that, too. And if people don't do that, I'm like, oh, I see you did no soul searching in the past year. (laughs) Because, honestly, what I came away with it was uh, nothing is worth being out of my house after 10 o'clock for, frankly. Maybe someday when my kids are older, I'll feel up to, like, late showings of movies or whatever again. But our parents used to do that in their 40s with us when we were teenagers. And I'm like, good on them for keeping up. I can't stay awake that late. Yeah. Well, but they they started to require less sleep. They never actually really had. They've always been They've been night owls. And they've been early birds. When I was in college, they were fully staying up until 2 a.m. like every night. They still will, girl. That is crazy. Now, thankfully, when we go stay with them, they start kind of winding down a little bit earlier most nights. But if there's a TV show they're on, Hannah Bar the Door... They're going to be up. Not Hannah Bar the Door. They're going to be up. Or Katie Bar the Door. I never remember how that phrase goes. And I don't even know if it's a real phrase. (laughs) (laughs) It's just something our mom says. Don't tell me. Oh, I thought you, like, made it up. (laughs) No, it's something our mom says. But, and I assume it's, like, an old Southern folksy phrase, but who knows? We need to write down Gosh, I should maybe not say old folksy Southern phrases, because who knows where they came from. Oh, you know, (laughs) most of the ones I've encountered... Uh, but you know we have a nice mom Katie uh, bar the door is a phrase yeah what is it it's funny to me <laughs> uh, meaning and origin uh, it means <laughs> take precautions there's trouble ahead <laughs> <laughs> Katie bar the door it's used mostly in the southern United States but it's not certain that it originated there cool, uh, the first man. known use of it in the print is Louisiana Democrat October 1872 okay so the Civil War. Yeah. Okay. I don't... I cannot imagine that meaning anything bad. <laughs> well, you never know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but thank you for doing your due diligence over here. My due diligence. Yeah. It appears that it may have come from a traditional Scottish folk song, Get Up and Bar the Door. Well, that seems like a pretty... <laughs> pretty clear cut to me. <laughs> seems like a pretty... 
pretty good <laughs> connection you've drawn there. <laughs> pretty solid foundation for that assumption. Yeah, I feel like you can kind of just assume. <laughs> My brain just kind of uh, You really struggled there. <laughs> I feel like you gotta bring this like one into land. Any like more white people phrase in the South is just a Scottish thing. Yeah, most it, of them right. are. Yeah. Um, man, that's funny. It kind of, I feel like um, personality wise, many a Scot would feel quite at home in Texas. Yeah, I'm sure. They've just got such a cool, chill attitude. Their whole thing rules. <laughs> Your whole thing is on. All of the, they, they're all hot. <laughs> It's true. What is the deal with that? I don't know. They're all hot. Mm-hmm. There's like a day of sunshine there. <laughs> maybe that's. Maybe we keep overemphasizing vitamin D. Maybe we need less of it. <laughs> Controversial. <laughs> is this paid for by the Big Lindsay Council? <laughs> the Big Indoor Kid Council. Yeah. I'm, uh. I'm going to disagree with you on that. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, I mean, they're all cool. I guess we should probably talk about this movie. Yeah, man. I um, read a little bit about you read a little the bit. film. Okay. Just before I started watching it, because I was like, what's the story? What's what are It's they- sometimes helpful, especially in, yeah. in, like, Edwardian period pieces. They're like, for no clear reason, we've decided to have 30 characters. Well, and... I'm listening to an Edwardian book right now, by Mm -hmm. the way. I should have put that in my sync up. But I'm listening to House of Mirth by Edith Wharton. And we love the bitch. Bitch! Bitch, we love the bitch. I love the bitch. Um, Oh, yeah. She is such a shady queen. And she says the most cutthroat things. I love her so much. Anyways, they keep making references to telephones and photographs. And I'm like, what happened when... In terms of those technologies. Oh, dude, I had to, I had a similar thought today in regards to indoor plumbing. Yeah. watching this movie, I was like, and you know, and they're all in their little yeah. fancy flop house or wherever they are. Yeah. It's like a name for the Pensione. 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 Um, I'm like, are we talking about a lot of fetid turds? <laughs> Just sort of sitting, <laughs> sitting idle. <laughs> I think that in they. A bed pen. I think that they had pretty decent indoor plumbing in most new buildings, but that's, then it's an old building. But that's the thing. I don't know how you Europe retrofit. Europe famously is old as shit. Yeah. And everything there is old. Is old. Yeah. So, I don't know how you would have retrofit. I guess that's that's a problem for people that are above my pay grade. What I saw in terms and of toilet technology <laughs> in Germany. Yeah. Didn't impress me much. Grateful, proud, patriotic, (laughs) in love with the USA, dying for the stars and stripes, (laughs) home of the free because of the brave. It really is. You know, you have your home bowl theory. Like my home. Well, that your bowels connect to the home Wi-Fi, as it were. (laughs) Yes. There's something to that. But American plumbing. American. Feels like home to me. (laughs) I, again, we talked about this, but like. Obviously, I'm not gonna not criticize this place because it right. needs some work. Right. But it also rules, dude. Like yeah. living here, the comfort. Yeah. I could I could trick myself into thinking that I could be like a, you know, I I can't be Remy from Ratatouille. No. You know, like I, I I'd be brave like I that. Need, <laughs> I need like wide ass lanes in yes. like yeah. box stores. Yeah. These extremely tacky things. <laughs> 
make this place so special. <laughs> well, I was thinking about like Bucky's and their toilets, which are, you know, renowned. Unbelievable. I am, they are the opposite of whatever low float means. Like they're like, <laughs> yeah, they're like, <laughs> no, we only will we flush your waste. We're coming for the hole next. <laughs> exactly. It's a combination toilet bidet and it just runs a lot longer than it needs to. Like they, they are not going to have <laughs> remnants in the toilet not at it's all to be scrubbed clean girl it really is a gorgeous system they have going there. yeah and but like also you, have hand sanitizer in each stall yes. in the event that you just need to kind of do that and go you don't want to go to the trough with everyone else <laughs> i always assumed it was like before you touch the handle <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> so they keep their door I handles thought that clean. they were like some girls have anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> That's smart. <laughs> That's suspicious. Oh, you know what they just added uh, what? to Bucky's toilet technology is they have green lights and red lights above the toilet because like another, the Whole Foods garage. Yeah, like the Whole Foods garage, but that but for rules. where you be shitting. <laughs> And, and it's important to know that they have to do that because they have floor-to-ceiling doors. Which is another incredible yes. convenience that they offer us. This is what I'm saying. Imagine seeing that <laughs> in your homeland. And then when it's time to go out and explore the big wide world, you're on your first trip to Germany. And I remember being seven years old. Yeah. And let me tell you two toilets I encountered in Germany. <laughs> we'll never talk about this movie. The first toilet that I encountered in Germany... <laughs> was about we were like 20 years they were like 20 years ahead of a gender neutral bathroom situation yeah but it also was weird because it was like everything in germany is it liminal, was like a famously stall and everyone was approaching it like they were at the airport like just mm. getting things but you were just going into shit so i was like okay fascinating yeah but whatever and then the next toilet that i encountered in germany was a quite literal hole in the damn ground <laughs> And you'll recall that I, I don't like to be put in this situation, like, ever. Oh, no. And so I was like, what? Yeah. I was, like, eight and pissed off and, like, I don't have that kind of leg control. No. 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 Or flexibility. No. In in what sweet spot of age and athleticism do you have to be for that to work? That toilet's not addressing the needs of like most of the population. This is this works for ages fifteen to twenty two. If you're a gymnast, <laughs> if your knees are good. <laughs> if you got Megan the Stallion's <laughs> knees. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. No, I recall as a young child of eleven. Mm-hmm. Um visiting the houses of parliament with granny and grandpa and mom and dad mm-hmm. and uh i used the loo and oh, that is that what they call it there uh-huh okay the water closet okay and clogged it yeah because well, the toilet can't handle an american american made shit and i was mortified like i left that bathroom and i told mom what had happened that america <laughs> i told mom what had happened and she indelicately informed the entire party <laughs> and um, i hate when that happens and you're like hey i have something i kind of need to tell you and she's like well go ahead and tell the whole family <laughs> So grandpa, I, this is, I remember him saying step lightly or step lively or something. Yeah. And we like bolted and I like for real, for real was like expecting some news story. that was like toilet flooding. This <laughs> is the parliament. Like, 60 I, like, dead. Legitimately was, <laughs> was like 
I ruined these, this beautiful ancient building. <laughs> Me. <laughs> you thought that it was going to be like a UNESCO court. Uh, listener. <laughs> I can't even front. <laughs> I was going to try to pretend like we had not just been through the fire fighting for our lives with this audio equipment. I was wondering if you were going to go try to do some sort of old normal kind of thing. <laughs> like we haven't just been through a trauma. <laughs> <laughs> we ended up having to call a man up here. It's <laughs> disgraceful. <laughs> In this feminine space. Yeah. And then um, we listened to... Uh, cash dolls here i go here i go bitch Bitch, here here i go go. anyways we're back um yeah we had been talking about edwardian toilets and european toilets generally we have not even cracked the (laughs) the spine spine of this book (laughs) so this movie is set in two places italy and england Mm-hmm. Like Venice and then this like small town. A couple right? of the best places two to travel. The, two of the very best, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. And um, it starts with Lucy Church. What? What is it? A Churchwood. Is that Church that Honey? Honey Church. Honey Church. What a cute name, Lucy Honey Church. It it, it sounds rolls real dull. Off the tongue with yeah. ease. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> and she is in um venice with her aunt but like an old aunt charlotte Bartlett. I she was like kind of an old cousin oh yeah maybe that's right sorry yeah. it is an old cousin so this is we have that's what i meant Helen to say Obama an Carter. old aunt is not that weird it's an old cousin that's kind of unusual well i mean i get it yeah you have a, a young and hip aunt in the mix over here yes you know yeah um okay so charlotte Honeychurch. charlotte bartlett Charlotte Bartlett, and then, sorry, what, Elizabeth Honeychurch? Lucy Honeychurch. Did I even watch the damn movie? (laughs) (laughs) Lucy Honeychurch is played by Helena Bonham Carter, and she was very young. Maggie Smith playing, um... Charlotte Bartlett. We just discussed. <laughs> so they get to Venice, and um, the first scene we see is Charlotte just like, I cannot believe this. They told us we were going to get a, a room with a view. Oh my God. <laughs> it's almost like breaking the fourth wall. And then um, and we were supposed to be able to see the river from our bedroom, and instead we're like, we got a south-facing room. This is bullshit. So at dinner, they have to eat at a communal table. Okay. I would simply starve. I was going to say, was this the norm? I think think it was that that would be like how you met people on your travels like you know i know that our mental health as a society continues to decline absolutely somersault down a hill yeah the more atomized we get yeah i don't want to be that no not atomized right exactly (laughs) i would like my own table yeah yeah feel me it's kind of that cruise experience where you like have to share a table oh with God. multiple people oh, i just I don't want to do that i don't ever want to like network on a vacation exactly yeah what an absolute nightmare if you're not an extroverted person yeah i don't know that i have it in me it's it just looked exhausting anyways so they get down to dinner at this big ass round table and their dining companions are actually rather sweet for the oh, most part yeah, they- love these people and it seems like they form a cute little bond there's um <laughs> Two older ladies who, uh, they're the Mrs. Allens? Miss Allens? Miss Allens. Uh, it's Teresa and Catherine Allen. And I, they're just two old older sponsors. women that have never been married. We should also discuss that, that the credits for this movie were doing things that the girls don't do anymore. They did full title cards, babe. I thought that was great. It was, what a charming choice. Yeah. And they introduced the cast of characters at the beginning. Yeah. It'll say. I like when they do that. I do too. A little heads up. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen Maggie Smith look younger. No. Than she looks yeah. in this movie. Yeah. This, this was is actually the beginning of her life. And you know, did you ever see Tea with the Dames? No. 
What a cute movie that I is. Should, I should watch it. It's very, oh God, nobody was cuter than Judy Dench as a young girl. You know she was an effing nightmare. I know she was probably fun as hell. Oh, absolutely. But she was the friend that would talk you into a bar fight. Oh, yeah. Just run in her mouth. She has Natalie Maines type energy. She's short girl vibes. Short and mm-hmm. um, pugnacious. Oh, pugnacious is a great word. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, she's just, she's a real bon vivant in this movie. She's a novelist. Yes. And what was her name? It Eleanor was, Lavish. What a literally fun like ass name. all of the, it, they're like Dickensian names. Like they I are. should be able, there's a lot of assonance. Like yes. I should be able to tie it to the character because it makes total sense for well, them. Well, Eleanor but. Lavish is like, she's an important, she does something that kind of looms over the plot and moves things she's along, a, but she's not well, in it for Chekhov's long. Chekhov's gun situation. She it, is. Very that. Yeah. Very, and then I just started blasting. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> <laughs> and then they have um, at the dinner table um, the Emersons. So George Emerson and Mr. Emerson. I guess they don't give you his first name. Mr. Emerson is just a loud, a boisterous chap. Man. What an adorable old man he is. His whole thing rolls. He was so cool. He's kind of like um, a free spirit, mm-hmm. a little bit like, you know, we'll say some kind of socialisty things, which is just very like, not done in this yeah. society. And his son is truly silent. Like, yeah, hardly quiet, talks. Quiet young man. Very Pretty handsome. That's a very good trait in a young man, I find. At that age, it's like, they don't you have really be talking either. You're not going to improve. Have you ever tried to, like, hold a conversation yeah. with, like, a young man between the age of, like, 13? 12, yeah. To perhaps 25? <laughs> it can be a challenge. It can be a unique <laughs> challenge. <laughs> And, like, God, I'm just thinking about, like, you know, being in boy situations as a teenager. They would just sort of be, like... They would just sort of sit there and, like, not have anything cool. Like Sims, their hands in their laps, saying nothing, (laughs) little diamond above their head. (laughs) Oh, God. Like, I hate silence, bitch. I get it. I mean, I don't mind silence, like... But when I'm in, I'm in a situation where I could be conversing with someone and I'm mm. not, it feels very like, are you mad at me? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I get this completely. So, um, anyways, so the son, I guess maybe he just doesn't talk much because his dad talks so yeah. much. But their relationship was stuff. sweet, too. But they're just sweetie pies. They're such sweethearts. The whole movie through. Yeah. So they hear the girls talking about how they got a room without a view. And they're like, well, we have a view. And we don't need it. You guys can have it. Mm-hmm. And Judy, or sorry, Charlotte. Bartlett is just absolutely incensed that he would dare to suggest it. It's like, girl, what do you think? I think she said she didn't want to be in anybody's um, debt socially, but I'm like, that's that's kind of like not a big deal to switch rooms, actually. In my mind, I'm like, yeah, it's no issue. Mm -hmm. But like, this, I guess. You sure, you guys? That's really nice of you. Right. And and let that be that, Mm -hmm. you know? But uh, the, I think the movie was, or sorry, the book is supposed to be like a social commentary, like kind of making fun of all the niceties yeah. that this culture has. But I yeah. was like, my head was spinning like, bitch, I can't keep up with these like weird tiny rules. Yeah. I and don't care. And I think she's kind of supposed to seem a little bit dated in this because I think Eleanor Lavish is like, what's the big deal? Right. And then they run into their vicar. This is kind of weird. The Reverend yeah. Mr. Beeb. So that... What was he doing there? Uh, great question. I kept expecting him to take a turn for villainy. Me too. Because it's like, what's your what's your whole deal? Honestly, this movie on the whole is pretty light on worries. 
It really was. It's like, a very pleasant romp. could have been about 30% harder than it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, that actor, let me look up his name real Simon quick. Callow. Simon Callow. He plays uh, the Duke of Sandringham. And he says it in such a, like, Winona writer way on Outlander. Okay, okay. He's kind of a morally dubious mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. They're doing um, some gay villainy? They do a little gay villainy with that, but he, there's, a like, a partial redemption with him. Okay. Um, yeah, but it was... Yeah, something. Simon Callow was apparently one of England's, like like gay activist types yeah like, Ian um, McKellen type yeah, yeah. he like has I, I think never made a secret of his sexuality um good for him was like one of the earlier people to get married legally in the UK um and uh yeah it just seems like kind of a cool guy he's a biographer as well but uh, well, he looked so every man to me. over 50 in the UK is a biographer simply must be yeah but he and Julian Sands they who do plays look George Emerson kind of right I just couldn't I they both have faces that I was like I've seen them in something well because Julian Sands look like looks like um lowercase sting okay I can see that um Simon Callow I really can't figure it out but he's the, got like he's, a very good voice like a very mellifluent great voice, voice. Uh, well, no, sorry. He does look a little bit like, I can't remember his name, Connor something, A.D. Bryant's husband. He's been in Shrill and a few other things. Yeah. Simon Callow does? Yeah. As a young guy. Yeah. Okay. Not now. No. <laughs> Not at his big age. Not now. Um, um, let me look up that guy's name. Connor. Oh, no. Just, you know, keep keep talking. Yeah. Find this. Anyway, so um, they switch rooms when when Lucy gets to George's room, which is the the young blonde man that's about her age. He's got like he had made like a question mark out of his plate of peas and like flashed Ooh. it at her across the table. I forgot about that. Yeah, it kind of didn't come up again. Connor O'Malley. Connor O'Malley. Um, and then he had put a big question mark on the back of like a framed print and had that turned around. So that Lucy could see that. And I'm not really sure what he was trying to ask her. Well, but then later his dad, like, runs into the gals at some church church tour kind This of was thing. cute to me. So cute. I mean, he was, you know, he came in. He doesn't have, like, the manners of an upper class. So yeah. So he's just, like, making jokes. Yeah, he's like. that guy in the tour. He's like that charming, like, uncle type, avuncular. Yeah. Like, very, like, all, all of our dad's friends where they would come up and try to start cracking jokes with us but yeah. like too loud for where we Way were too loud like voice modulation uh-huh. something about middle-aged men they just don't be knowing how loud they, they are. don't they don't come they have voice modulation when dad and robert used to whisper whisper about where we would go to lunch after church at church they'd be yeah. like hey keith where do you want to eat today I don't know, man. How about Skeeters? It's like, you guys are yelling. Screaming in the middle of church about (laughs) Skeeters. Fajitas and grill. (laughs) I think old... The aging process of men... Um, this is probably horrify someone sexually to hear. Is hilarious to me. (laughs) I think... You know... (laughs) <laughs> There's no dignity in it. <laughs> no, but like the things that the quirks that old men start adopting. Yeah. God, like it sort of feels like I can't believe our society is sort of structured around this. <laughs> like lets them get away with this. Right. I like think this? Yeah. <laughs> but I think um your your general vibe makes such a difference in whether those traits are 
annoying or like cute. Oh, absolutely. Like if this old man had been grouchy, his little cracks Mm -hmm. would not be funny. But like he is such a sweetheart, and like he they're at this the preacher that's giving the Taurus something about like and this faith or this uh, chapel was built by faith and he goes built by faith indeed that just means they didn't pay the workers yeah okay I love this comrade okay also at dinner the Mrs. Allen's the um the spinster ladies are talking about oh we went to this one church and we saw the cornflowers I just love cornflowers they're my favorite flower those bitches go and pick it for them well yes and Eleanor Lavish goes I prefer a bolder flower she's she's a little bit Blanche Devereaux type vibes oh yeah Um, so yeah these the Emerson men go and get these these old ladies just like a crap load of cornflowers and go and put them in their room and like put them on their bed and then the ladies come in and they're like hi we picked some cornflowers for you and they like put them in their hair and these sweet old ladies are just like they're L-I-V-I-N about they're being like romance flirting with them yes it's cute it's very cute it's just like what name a better old man I simply can't this man seems like he would make an excellent father-in-law well he says something he says something to Lucia Lucy but they call her Lucia when they're in Italy okay so something to Lucy about how his son is like a brooder and yes. like she should really interact with him. And like in Italy, he does do some weird goth kid shit. Yeah. Like yes. he starts like screaming his affirmations or something. Yeah, he does. That was kooky. It was a little kooky. And then, you know, he honestly, frankly, I know it was meant to convey wild abandon and romance, but every time they show him kiss her, except for the very end, I'm like, easy. I know, bud. Come on. Come easy. on. Easy. Work into it. It's just very like full contact sport yeah yeah um but yeah he's an he's an odd guy but then when he gets to england they kind of abandon that whole shtick well so he and lucy have their bonding moment is she witnesses a stabbing and it's like pretty everyone's favorite meat cute this was like a brutal stabbing what a choice literally because that it that feels so heavy for this movie yeah. I was like, this movie is free of worries, except that there's a stabbing scene. I forgot like that. Nothing really that bad happens after that. Yeah. So she's, Lucy's obviously really shaken. She saw it, but she um, drops like a book of photos that she's taken mm-hmm. um, on the ground. And so he sees her, she's just passed out and he like revives her and sits her up and she's like, oh, thanks. Um, I'm going to head back. And he's like, no, let me walk with you. Like, you don't know your way back. And um, she's like, oh, Hold on, my book of pictures. Can you can you go get it? And then he like goes to get it, and she tries to ghost him. She like tries to run away. I'm like Lucy, girl, she's rude. And then, yeah, I'm not really sure what he sees in her, to be quite honest. But I'm probably I can think of two things. Well, right. I mean, it's Helena Bottom Carter, and she's so cute. One thing I will say about her, though, mm. she first of all the babiest face I've ever seen. Unbelievable. In this movie. I was like, she looks so little, and she was so cute at this age, but like. She's striking as an adult. Like, yeah. as a, I mean, she was an adult here, but like but in her middle age, it's gotten better. For her sure. like presence on screen is so magnetic now. I was just thinking, and about I don't her think she had quite like developed it yet. Princess at this age. Margaret. Oh my god, incredible! Yeah. Oh my god, what? Speaking of a bon vivant, she, okay. She makes this woman seem like what a fun mess. Yeah. Um, and like her and you know Tim Burton is whatever, but like. She elevates, I think, some of his movies. Like, she was so yeah. fun as Mrs. Lovett. Are they still together? They broke up. When? Like, a couple years ago. They didn't tell me? Yeah, I guess not. Mm. Um, okay. Anyways, but yeah, it's like, it's 
nice to see that because I'm like, she doesn't look like a little young girl anymore, but she looks no. like so much prettier and more like self-possessed as a, like a grown, a grown lady. Anyways, it's just really funny because I've like, I've so rarely seen her at this age. No, I think this is actually probably also the youngest she ever was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Simply, she emerged fully formed in yep. this, this fashion. Is, this is year one for her. So, anyways, they walk back together and seem to kind of bond and talk a little bit on this talk. And um, later, they go on this, like, little tour of the countryside on another day. And um, Lucy ends up smooching with him, with George. Mm -hmm. And her cousin, Charlotte Bartlett, comes upon them. And it's like, oh, no, yeah. we are going back to England. That's really good. Thanks. Um, oh, so it was good until I Charlotte said to Bartlett. England. That's her name, Charlotte Bartlett. <laughs> you really... Bar <laughs> Charlotte you Bartlett. Dropped a, you called her Charlotte Bartlett. <laughs> like a bralette. Charlotte Bartlett. Um, so she's like, we're going home, and your mom... She's, like, trying to be really manipulative here. She's like, your mother would never forgive me if she found out that I'd let you kiss a boy. And finally, Lucy's like, I'm, I won't tell her. Yeah. And she's like, but I know you tell your mother everything. And she's like, but I won't tell her this. And I was like, this movie... I was so expecting some of the relationships to feel a lot more, like, stiff. And some of them definitely are. Yeah. But, like, I was expecting her mom... To be one of these, like, we have strictures of society. But they yeah. really do have a sweet bond. She and her mom and her brother. All the, like, usual tropes you would expect in this movie. Yeah. They're not there. Weren't there. There's but just, I, like, some warmth of relationship to in the these point people. Where I kept forgetting that they weren't there. Mm -hmm. Like, when she broke off the engagement. Sorry, spoiler. Yeah. Um, I kept being like, well, her mom's pissed, I'm sure. And her mom's like, oh, so you did yeah. everything. Yeah. It sucked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, I don't know. I think everywhere that we tend to, like commonly see like the trope of like the society matron mother mm -hmm. they just like chose to go for warmth in the characters instead which i was like what a nice yeah like unexpected mr emerson is supposed to be like this kind of um he's too brash he's not the right kind of man mm -hmm. but everyone's like we love the guy what yeah. a what a nice we guy love the bitch. yeah what a nice man he is and his son seems like a great kid you Maybe know the only chode in this movie is cecil and yes yeah, so yeah when lucy gets back to england she is very quickly engaged to this guy cecil Cecil Weiss. Unbelievable. This is Daniel Day-Lewis, also at his very youngest. Yeah. Science is having trouble explaining how I am all of a sudden not attracted to Daniel Day-Lewis because it's of this, this movie. this voice, I think. It's the voice and the character. Well, I'll show you his Wikipedia his picture so and you'll much. be attracted to him yeah, again. No issue there. He is... Also aging beautifully. That's a man, Maury. I wonder how... What's the age? She's... They're actually two years apart. Helena Bonham Carter's a Gemini. Girl. To absolutely nobody's surprise. Actually, I think I... Hold on. And Daniel Day-Lewis is a Taurus. Taurus. I, I feel like I did know that. Yeah, April 29th. Um, um, that's tight. Yeah, so... Um, anyways, uh, she starts... She gets engaged to this guy, like, pretty quickly. I think it's, like, within, like, a week or two of getting back, it seems like. Oh, yeah. Fine. And... I, the, the book I'm listening to, House of Mirth, there's, like, weird also, like, implications about how quickly you should get engaged to someone. Hmm. Like, it seems like you go from absolutely nothing to pretty quickly engaged. Like, there's no, like, courting or dating in a lot of these, like, but society marriages. how long marriages, you engage? Like, six months. So that's it's like, a bum deal, dude. That's not enough time to get to know each other. And, I mean, I guess in their circles, yeah, like... maybe that's... You kind of knew... You grew up knowing these people. Pool. But it's just a funny thought to be, like... There's, a, you know, 20 guys I grew up around. 
Uh, one of them's going to pick me. And then I have six months. And then I got six months to marry him. Like, that's such a weird... Oh, I hate it. That does not feel like a really chill situation. No. Sissel sucks. And at their engagement party, someone asked him, like, what do you do for a living? And he's like, I'm um, a man of leisure. And I... He's like, he made it like a moral thing. He's like, it is my right to do nothing. Oh. And he is just such a little, like... Just a turd out there. <laughs> just a turd. He, like... Is he like makes like aesthetic judgments about a lot of things and is like I can't be in here because this music is bad. I mean, honestly, I hate him because I am him in that regard. Um, but like, he's so rude about it. Like, Lucy's brother is playing the piano and it's like not up to his standard, so he just walks out, leaves. Period. <laughs> like, and his mom's like, "What the hell was that about?" That her mom. Yeah, the mom's whole thing is like, "Hey, he's, that was not nice." He's not a super nice guy. Yeah, and also like okay, we can't joke in our family. Right. Yeah. And, like, his mother is like, oh, Lucy Honeychurch, what an excellent match. And he, like, the way that they talk about loving each other feels so forced. Like, he's oh, like, yeah. I love Lucy. We're going to bring up our children in the same way that she was brought up. Oh, the way he talks about her upbringing. Um, Disgusting. It's people just, of honor out there in the country. Yeah, out in the country, in nature. And then to the continent for some bluntness or whatever. And I'm like, or subtlety, whatever that means. I was like, it I was, hate the whole you. Was like, there's no way you'd be talking like that. No, he sucks so bad. So like tiny little, what do you call those? Um, those little like pinsnets. They're so gross. So they hear from the vicar one day who keeps making creepy comments about Lucy. Like, I think when you decide to stop pretending to have a life and decide to live, you're going to be, you're going to be you're really something. B. Fletcher again. He's very creepy. And yeah, yeah. His, he's always like coming around and sort of evaluating her. And he's like a little leery about it. Like, he is. I think the under, undercurrent is supposed to be like, he's, he thinks she's hot, but like he knows he could never date her or this whatever. This is also one of those movies that like this whole character would have to be cut. Yeah. In a post spotlight world. Yeah. Because he also like. Yeah. Spends all that time with their youngest sibling. He does. Like, let's go get tea. That did ring some alarm bells for me. Yeah. So, anyways, he um, tells Lucy, like, oh, we have this, you know, friend down the na- down the road from me, this neighbor, and he's renting out his house, if you know of anyone. And she's like, oh, the Miss Allens from our vacation. I'll reach out to them. Yeah. It's so cute that they keep in touch. I know. So this she, is where I'm like, oh, she's cool. She's like, let me get my little clique together. Mm-hmm. She wants to invite these like 75-year-old spinsters yes. to come live near her. That's adorable. So she writes a letter to the Miss Allens offering the spot to them or letting, you know, giving them the hookup. Mm-hmm. Well, moving day arrives, doll, dolls. She hears the scuttlebutt in town. She's like, great. Can't wait to catch up with my good friends, Teresa. These, these old bitches. These old bitches, <laughs> Teresa and Catherine. And they're like, no, girl, it's it's the dad and his son. Yeah. Didn't, didn't you know? The, uh, Emerson, Anderson, we can't remember. And she's like, no, 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 no. And it turns out that Cecil had run into them in the National Gallery. National Gallery. And Mr. Emerson immediately was like, oh, we're looking for, we'd love to get some sunshine. We'd love some fresh air. We're Mm -hmm. looking for a country place. Like, if you know of anything, let us know. And he's like, I know just the place. Give me your card. So the Emersons move in. And Freddie, which is Lucy's very charming younger brother, Mm -hmm. he seems like a sweet kid. Yeah. Okay. So Rupert Everett, right? No. Not Rupert Everett. Who is this guy? Rupert Graves. Thank you. Mm. 
I think that he looks like Jim Sturgis. He does. He does. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, still kind of does a little bit. Like, they look yeah, like they could be related. They really do. Um, so, he's like, he goes to welcome. Uh, ooh. Uh-oh. Not this. I hope y'all are okay. <laughs> he goes to welcome George and his dad to the town. And he's like, the vicar goes with him, Mr. Beeb. And he's like, do you want to go swimming? And Mr. Yeah, Beeb's like, come what's a, a preposterous come question? Come for a bathe, is what yes. they say. And Mr. Beeb is like, what a preposterous question. No, he wouldn't want to do that. And George is like, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. Just dudes being boys. Dudes being boys, they immediately get Just absolutely strip. nude. Fully nude. Chase this... each other around for like what felt to me to be about 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it was the longest sequence in the movie by a mile. It was... A little at something the, for, at this for point, the girls I, the gaze, I said, I who think. directed this? And it turned out that the author, or the director of this, yeah. was the screenwriter of Call Me By Your Name. Yes. And a, a gay man. Yes. So he said, there's a bathing scene. Let's really let's, give it to him. give it Three minutes full frontal nudity. And, and just some flopping around paynees. Far be it for me to yuck anybody's <laughs> yum. But I would say the sort of... <laughs> slapping nature the slapping mm-hmm. nature mm-hmm. of that a serviceman not ready to perform right it does nothing for me C- increasingly covered in mud yeah and with an old man who what is kind the of bath is this too it kind of seems like a pretty shitty bath to me to yeah. be honest with you yeah mm-hmm. um this scene held nothing for me sexually yeah nor did it for me I, that's why i texted you i was like there's a whole bunch of male like full frontal in a non-sexual fashion it's very weird it would have been probably instructive if i had seen it as a kid like, i would have been like oh, <laughs> oh that's what they look like okay okay oh my god but um no imagine it being 1985 mm-hmm and filing and into a theater. a theater in Spring, Texas. Well, you know what's kooky? This is. This. I was starting to tell you earlier, like, before I started watching this, I was, like, reading about you know, how was this received. The dolls couldn't get enough could of this movie. Could not get enough. 100%. It, it was 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's been ranked as, like, uh, it's 73rd on the list of top 100 British films of the 20th century from the British Film Institute. It made the top 100. That is... Somewhat surprising to me, I would say. I know, and it was uh, it nominated for eight Academy Awards, including Best Picture, won three Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Art Direction, and Best Costume Design, all of which it richly deserved. I would say that is very true. Um, um, I don't want to conflate cost with quality. Yeah. But I will say also, like, all those Italy scenes had to be expensive. There were a lot of extras. Yes. they it, Actually, surprisingly, the budget was 2.3 million pounds. Okay. Which is a lot in 1985. Yeah, but it, I would say it's probably like, what, five to six million American dollars now. Yeah. Yeah. But it netted 21 million at the box office. Not too shabby. It, like, was a 10x return. Okay. Isn't that incredible? Wow. Yeah. I wonder so, what kind of money that meant for Helen and the gang. I hope quite a bit. Hmm. I, yeah, I'd like to see, actually, what her um, filmography is, because that... I cannot imagine her being younger than that and acting unless she was, like, fully a child star. Because she looks so young. Yeah. How, how, how old was she? She's 55 now. So, at th- she was 19 when she made that movie. A baby. A baby. Un bebe. You know what I would love right now? What? Mom's, like, baked macaroni. <laughs> yeah, what made you think of that? It's, like, desire. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. You good? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just sitting here like, oh, you know what? When we wrap this up, it would be dank as if mom could just sort of like Venmo me that <laughs> that baked macaroni. Just a Venmo transaction, including the macaroni. I just wanted to show up and materialize at my door. <laughs> yeah. So I think this actually was her first movie. Damn. Can you believe? And then she, the next year she was the title character in Lady Jane, which I've never seen, but it's about Lady Jane Grey. Oh, we should watch that. I was going to say, if that is something that's easy to access... Yeah, look it up on Real Good. I'd love to watch it. Um, okay, so anyways, all that to say, uh, hard to believe that this was a mainstream film and there was a full five minutes of full frontal male nudity. Full frontal male nudity. Um, I guess sort of shortly after that, she she's like, oh, I can't stand Cecil. Oh, you know what it is? Is that, like, okay, so her brother and... Emerson become really good friends. They start playing tennis. Cecil's like reading a book out loud to them, Dork Hours. Uh huh. And it turns out to be Miss Lavish's book. Her new book, which is like her first novel, but like, come on, not really. Um, And it It includes a scene that sounds very familiar. Yeah. And so. That sets Miss Thing off when she hears that. And her her cousin Charlotte has happened to come for a visit. So she's yes. there to get yelled at. Yeah. She's like, hey. Um, what the hell? Keep my name out of your mouth. <laughs> I Why thought we agreed. my business? <laughs> Everybody's business now. Well, and it's like, I thought we agreed we were not telling anyone about this. Like, yeah. what happened? Yeah. So. And then also, like, a beat later, she's like, hmm. I'm done with Cecil as well. Uh, well, so George comes in and he's like, you aren't marrying that guy. Like, tell me you're not marrying that guy. Yeah. Because he sucks, first of all, and he's not interested in you as a person. He's just like views you as something to be collected mm-hmm. and he does not want you to have opinions. And he said something about like, um, I want you to have your own thoughts and your own opinions even as I hold you in my arms or something. I yeah. was like... Okay, I like this man. Yeah, he's a sweetie pie. What a sweetheart. Yeah. And he's like, you know I love you, right? Like, we sh- you should marry me. And yeah. it's like, this is the first... And she's like... She's piling it all on. And she's trying to be, like, disciplined about the matter. Yeah. She's like, I made up my mind. I'm marrying this other guy. He sucks, but I'm going to be so rich. Like, it's going to be worth it. And then she calls Cicelyn, and she's like, actually... I can't stand you, bitch. You gotta go. So he's very crestfallen, as one might imagine. He's it been taught. Like he just keeps hanging around. After he does. This. Yeah, he takes like a ride on an adult tricycle out of town. Like he's like, please get me out of here. <laughs> yeah. And Lucy's immediately like, I gotta go. I gotta go yeah. before this gets before the rumors get out. So she's like, I am not telling anyone on my way out of town. But she's like, Charlotte, we got to go to Greece. I heard the Miss Allens are in Greece. Oh, We're going to go meet like, them. She's perfect excuse. I'll go meet these 80-year-old women <laughs> in Greece. My good, good bitches. Yes. And um, so her mom, I guess, has just an endless well of money and is like, you sure? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Pays for it. And she's like, um, Charlotte, is something ends up happening. Somehow she ends up being trapped in a room with Mr. Emerson. And he's like... Oh, yeah, my son left already because, um, well, to be honest, because he loves your cousin, Lucy, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know what her deal is. And Charlotte's like, um, <laughs> this is so awkward. Uh, but, like, I don't know. I think she loves him, too. Oh. Yeah. And he's like, we got to get these kids together, girl. And yeah. so somehow we don't really know what transpires. It just kind of is like a jump cut. And 
they're in Italy on their honeymoon. Yeah. And it's very cute. It is. I cannot believe... Did you hear the way I said that? I cannot believe it. Cannot. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, I cannot believe that the final shot of this movie is an over-the-shirt titty kiss. This man, this director, wild, Hort and forlorn, Hort and forlorn indeed. He is. He's really. That was. That was something. He wanted. That he, was he said, wild. "This shall not be a chaste kiss. This is a full. These two are on their honeymoon." Yeah, it was cute, but at the same time, it was like, okay, interesting to go like over the shirt titty when you showed us five minutes of Deke D and B's. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Damn dog. It was. It just felt like I can't believe I'm still looking at these naked men. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It really went on for quite a long time, and actually, that little like steamy makeout went on for. A good, Quite some a time. good beat. Final minute of the movie. Yeah, but yeah. they're at dinner at the at the same pensione that they were at the beginning, and there's like she goes something about she's like writing a letter to her cousin, and she's like, "You'll be happy to know that the pensione is exactly as you remember it, and our dinner table is like almost the same people, beat for beat. We got like a, a young lady, older lady combo complaining about how they have no view. Mm-hmm. We got these two old spinsters, you know." Same same grab bag of type of people. Yeah. And um, she hears them being like, we don't have a view. This is so annoying. Whatever. And then her husband goes, we have a view. Which, like, I fully expected it to be like, okay, we'll give you our room. But then literally the next shot is him like. No, he's like, we titty. have a view. And guess what? I'm and, not and switching you, this and time. And it's. Yeah, it's not in the past tense. Yeah. We have a view. <laughs> and I just, like, I just want to let you know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hope this helps, babes. <laughs> Maybe try focusing on what you do have instead of right. black. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, it was cute. It was a cute I had movie. a good time. I had a good time watching yeah. it. Boy, Daniel Day-Lewis at his absolute... That's a low point, daddy. <laughs> it was not. Yeah, I was going to see if this was his first movie, too. Probably no, not. No, it was like his third, and I just looked. Wow. Uh, damn. Damn. That man has been acting. Act. Capital A, acting. For quite some time. Displaying a mercurial intensity, I'll say. Okay. Okay. One you of the most what? selective actors in the film industry, having starred in only six films since 1998. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. With as many as five years between roles. You know what? I wonder if I could name them. Okay, so there's There Will Be Blood. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, no Country for Old Men. No, sorry. <laughs> I'm wrong immediately. Oh, yeah, that was the same year. Yeah, There Will Be Blood. Uh, Lincoln. Lincoln. And... Um, Oh my god, I'm too high. Uh, <laughs> we watched it, Phantom Thread. Phantom Thread, yep. Since 1998, you said? 1998. Okay, so Gangs of New York. Gangs of New York, so yeah. Four for six? Uh huh, yeah. So you, wait, you've got, you've said Gangs of New York. Uh huh. Um, this is not like listed in a table format, so this is, I'm having to really scan. Um, uh, nine. Oh, I forgot about Nine. I've never seen it. I've never seen it, but I remember it coming out. Um, Lincoln, and uh-huh. then... Uh, God, can I just get, like... Who has formatted this data? <laughs> they haven't done it well enough for me. Okay. Uh, I don't know. We may have gotten them all. Who knows? But, yeah, I think that's right. Only five. Wow. Um, okay, so, yeah, we did get them all then. Nine yeah. was the last one. Yeah. Huh. Man, Crucible? Okay. A point was made. He was incredibly good in that movie. Filthy. Dirty. Oh, there's the, there is the, 
There's the table after all that shit. Oh my god. You know, have you seen the clothes he designs? They're pretty good. Beautiful. Yeah. He got into that after Phantom Thread. Yeah. What a guy. That was four years ago. That's the last film he's done. And I think he said he's retiring from acting. Yeah. Okay. We'll see about that. Phantom Thread is a good note to end on. The man is actually like... Phantom Thread is actually a perfect note to end on. Oh, it's like a magnum opus. Yeah. What an incredible film. That's one... If I could erase my brain and Mm -hmm. watch a movie for the first time again, I think it'd be Phantom Thread. I can see that. That'd be what a, good a one. beautiful movie! It's a great movie. God, Age of Innocence. What a what a rotten egg that movie was to me. Because it was Marty Scorsese doing a period piece. Do you know the dolls love that movie? I don't understand that. I cannot. That was so long. I felt like a loaf, like an yes. oaf, like the town village idiot. And it was Edith Wharton, girl. I all of the dots should have been connected. You know what? It was the kind of disappointment that like. I didn't even saw this movie, but I heard it was so bad. Monuments Men. Oh, it It was like so manufactured in a lab for us to like. And so it pains me to not like it. It was humiliatingly bad. Like horrifyingly. I will at least say The Age of Innocence was like well made and like. Sure. The script was boring, but it was, it it made sense. I just feel like, okay, the thing you need to know about Edith Wharton is that. She's a shady bitch. Yeah. You're not giving any of these characters a sort of archness that they deserve yeah it would be like very easy to also like play up the character's annoying traits that she like remarks on so that you as the viewer are also like this guy sucks but like i don't feel like they did that appropriately so straight across the plate yeah yeah it was was giving me nothing go on go give us nothing yeah and just it was a little fussy it was but the dolls Apparently, still... I don't understand that. It remains a favorite. It remains beloved. When smart people love a thing and I don't, I'm like, oh. I'm stupid. I finally failed. (laughs) (laughs) So do you have any thoughts about what we should watch for next week? Uh, We we mentioned Lady Jane. You said the Ethan Frome movie, I think, mm -hmm. right? Where is that? What's this Lady Jane one? Lady Jane is available on Prime Video. Okay. um, And to rent for $2.95 or $2.99. And then talk to me about Ethan Frome. Um, Okay. Ethan from film. 1993. Hell yeah, brother. With Liam Neeson and Patricia Arquette and Joan Allen. That I knew I, I felt. Geno- Joan Allen as Zenobia yet again. Felt a Joan Allen coming. She's She had, she was in The Crucible. Yeah. Tate Donovan. Love him. What a choice. Uh, the Reverend. And then a that bunch of people I don't recognize. Is incorrectly cast. Um. It has a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. So perhaps we do Lady Jane. Yeah, let's see what the story is on her. Okay. Uh, It doesn't appear to have... Okay, it's got a 56. Wow. Not much better. But you know who's in it is Carrie Elways. This is interesting. Mm -hmm. Let's watch the Lady Jane one. Yeah. Okay. It's two hours and 20 minutes. Oh. I know. And how long is Ethan Frome? (laughs) Ethan Frome doll uh, is 100. Ethan from it Ethan is. is. <laughs> we love a low commitment film. Two hours and twenty minutes. Yeah, let's see if we can. Ethan from film um, streaming. That's you just said it was on Amazon Prime. No, I said Lady Jane was on Amazon Prime. Oh, oh. This one we have to rent, but that's okay. I think it's worth it to save an hour. I agree, and it's also <laughs> of Edith your time. Edith Wharton. So it'll be uh, around in the same. Wait, Lady Jane is Edith Wharton. No. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Who's on first? 
I can't believe I have to live with me. <laughs> what a delight for you. Yeah, whatever. Um, all right. So Ethan Frome starring Liam Neeson for next week. That is the movie Hell that we yeah. are going to watch. Hell yeah. Banana bread at work. Hell yeah. All right. Um, until next week, y'all just stay cool, I guess. All right. Bye.